No, I'm just saying I'm out here. Period. 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 Big curve. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, Pusha Icy. I'm telling you. Okay. All right, bitch. Okay. Nah, but listen, I'm following my dreams. I'm chasing my 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 dreams. Um, accomplishing all my goals. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Hey, 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 you are now tuned in to yet another episode of This Can't Be Life podcast. I am your host, Kay the Rebel. You can find me on only one social media platform, which is Instagram. The podcast page is TCBL Podcast. My personal page is at Kay the Rebel. Questions, comments, inquiries would like to be featured on the show, would like me to talk about something on one of my live episodes on Instagram, you can always shoot me a DM or you also have the option of emailing me at this can't single letter B L Y F E at gmail.com. Um, I'm on point. I released something last week and now I'm releasing something this week. I'm just getting back into the swing of things after my little brief hiatus. Um Last week's episode, let me do a quick recap. That was episode 139, which was called Who Taught You? If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you check it out. I'm just trying to um, basically challenge my uh, listeners to um, really take some time to reflect on the things that they have been taught um, as a child and how it shows up in your adulthood. And maybe as you're doing some fine-tuning, doing some shadow work, um self-improvement or just a journey of healing um maybe some things will make sense to you about some of the things you struggle with maybe you struggle with it because you were never taught maybe you're just ignorant to whatever it is that you're struggling with um i did have some people reach out to me who felt that it was a great episode and they could take something from it and i hope that you guys will do the same if you do check it out Also, if you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in and giving me a chance. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are choosing to be tuned in with me right here and right now. So, yes, um, we're going to get into it. I got a guest. I have a guest. Your favorite guest. Your your favorite guest. (laughs) This is, she's definitely my favorite guest, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Of course, it is your favorite guest, uh, everyone's favorite guest at the present time and moment. Uh, yet again, Witty Empress, you can find me on Instagram, Witty Empress 918, uh, aka Bestie. So it's always a pleasure to be on your platform, have such great uh, conversations, and just really enjoy the moment. So thank you yet again. Yes, thank you so much. And also, um, if you are new here, we do do live episodes. If you go again to the podcast page at TCBL Podcast and you just scroll on the page, I do upload those um, live episodes to the page and you will get to see um, Woody Empress live and, and in action in real time as she is featured pretty much on every live episode. Because, I mean, she just <laughs> she brings so much value to it. I mean, I, I just don't see myself doing it 
without her. So um, this week's topic was inspired by um, the, the Woody Empress. She came in clutch because she is the great person that she is. I told her I had been struggling with material. So she came through and was like, you know what? I got a question for you. She was asking me kind of what was my take on um, traditional marriages versus millennial marriages and kind of which one I would prefer. And I do feel, and she will correct me, that we started a journey of been watching a show called The Ultimatum on Netflix. And this question kind of came up um, while we were watching it um, the, the entire season, which I think we watched within one week's time. And um, that show was based off of uh, what the title is, where there were couples, and they were millennial couples, though that have reached a crossroad where it was like, we're either going to get married or we're not. Um, um, the cast of the show, you either had males in the relationship, which was shocking to me, that actually were giving their ladies ultimatums, and then, of course, you had women that were. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like what we're going to be getting into today. Um, yeah, traditional marriages versus um, millennial marriages. And I'm going to give Witty Empress the floor because she got some stuff she got to say, okay? She's been fired up, okay? So, yeah, um, do your thing, mamas. Yes, well... I'm sure as many people have watched that show, we all have a lot of different views on it. We feel that it's uh, our guilty pleasure due to the uh, high dosage of toxicity coming from the male and the females. But, you know, it is what it is. We can save that for uh, make the end <laughs> for some bloopers. But, um, yeah. So, I, in all honesty, I really feel that um, millennial marriage is a, a cop-out. I feel like millennial marriage is a cop-out. It offers uh, weak-minded men the chance to have this fairy tale ending without actually putting in full effort. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm all big on any type of marriage, however you want to slice it and dice it. Nobody can dictate how your marriage is going to work for you. But I guess it really went about um, coming with this topic was really in the sense of these bills like do you want to split 50 50 what are we going to do here you know who essentially is going to be head of household right and i i really feel that just listening to a lot of men in regards to their feedback because you know we did ask a few men in our circle exactly how they felt it should go um and we, and we got some interesting feedback um it was a little disturbing i would actually say because majority of the men uh that we asked were in their late 30s or early 40s um i think the youngest gentleman we asked was about 31 and um we got, a, uh, got some like i said some pretty alarming um responses back but you know what they were alarming but they weren't a surprise right because you know the type of individual that you're dealing with right and you know again that's neither here nor there um my take on the traditional marriage if, if it works for you it works for you um and you know what essentially everybody's marriage is going to work for them now to go back to the question that we posed because um I think we asked a fair share of five men on my side, maybe like four or three men on your side, depending on who answered. Uh, the question was, 
hey, do you believe in sharing 50-50 of the bills or do you believe in, you know, being head of household and taking charge of all those bills? Um, I can honestly sit here and say that one of the answers came from a gentleman that has been married before, uh, has about five kids, has been married before. And so I asked him, I really wanted to know where was his stance. Maybe it would have gave me a little insight as to why he is divorced. Um, I was told that bills should be paid 50-50 and there could be room for negotiation. So I didn't dig too much into it. I just said, fair enough, moved on to the next subject. Um, I asked a gentleman that I knew was in his, you know, mid-30s that had, um, you know, issues with constant employment. Um, The gentleman informed me that, well, it really depends on who's making, um, you know, a certain amount of money and what they're really able to contribute to the household. I mean, if the woman is the primary breadwinner, then, you know, there's something that the man could be doing to try to help out. Of course, that gentleman will feel some type of way because, hey, he can't afford to be head of household. He, he can't afford to live nowhere. So, of course, he's not even thinking about 50-50 in no way, shape, or form. Uh, so that was very alarming. Um, I also uh, asked this African gentleman, right, because as we know, sometimes, you know, these African men, they tend to want to be head of household and take care of everything. Um, this man was in his mid-40s. Uh, this gentleman answered and said, hey, um, I think a woman should help out with whatever bills that she can. I felt like it was a pretty safe answer, but, you know, I I took it for what it's worth. Uh, And then we got down to the youngest of the bunch. Uh, The youngest of the bunch, only only with age, uh, I wouldn't say in regards to maturity, he's the youngest of the bunch. Um, Said gentleman said, hey, I believe in being a provider. I believe in taking care of my home. Uh, I believe that I want to... Uh, provide these things so my woman is always operating in her feminine energy and that really that really got to me because hearing his answer and then hearing you know everybody else's answer the rest of these men do have a problem with women being quote unquote too masculine but just listening to their uh rebuttal it just further let me know that you know what they're weak and they are very selfish. And again, a woman cannot always operate in her most feminine energy if she has to worry about taking care of everything, everyone on top of all these bills, right? So that gives you food for thought. Um, so, you know, that really stuck to me, you know, to, to get everything with a grain of salt. Um, I think there were some men um, that you spoke with that made um, a pretty, you know, they had a good, a good remark. Um, said gentleman stated that, hey, essentially, nobody can really afford to live on their own. And if they do, they have said bills. But you know what? Coming to the table, breaking these bills down, figuring out, you know, where our money is going and seeing how we can combine it and seeing how we can split things accordingly or whatever it may be. And that was said gentleman's response. And I thought it was fair. He was realistic. You know, yeah, to a, yeah, to elaborate. Um, the way that this gentleman broke it down is he actually gave me a a hard number of how much his bills were um, per month. And you see, that's honest. That's honest. And when 
himself. Yeah. And when he gave me that number, at that point, he then asked me, what do all of my bills total per month? So I gave them that. With those two numbers combined, we were somewhere around um, the higher end of, of, of seven grand, close to eight grand. So we said, realistically, how could I pay my bills and your bills? He said, so obviously, you know, that would be meaning that you're, you would have to bring in around 8K, um, 8K, you know, a month. And like he said, even if I told you that, yeah, I'm going to handle wherever we're staying, like, you know, currently right now, you pay rent where you do, I do. If we came together, obviously, we'll be splitting rent. He said, if you minus that, it still wouldn't be that much of a difference. What maybe I would only have to shell out 6000 And then he was also realistic, like, I also have a, a child that I'm going to be putting in, you know, into college. Um, and then I also have a younger one that I still kind of pay um, a daycare for. So, um, and that's not included in just my household stuff that I, that I have to do. So, yeah, when I thought about that, I was like, yeah, he is giving a very logical and honest, as Woody Empress said. And then this gentleman also further proceeded to say that he feels that um, maybe we could have, like, a, a slightly different perspective and try not to maybe judge. Even though he didn't think I was judging anybody that's saying they can't um, afford to pay all the bills in a household, he said the reality is is that you wouldn't be able to because you're not capable because of the numbers that you bring home. And he said, you know, with him being um, a business owner or whatever in carpentry, that the type of money that he brings, of course, that's a, a higher paying scale. He said, so what if you're dealing with somebody else that that's not their profession? He's, he gave um, an example of what if it's somebody that only brings in, you know, 60K. So if, say as if we did that, the math on that again, um, if they make 60K, and they, that might not even be, that might be before taxes. So again, if we did those numbers, like what he presented to me, where let's just say it's 6K a month for him to pay every bill um, combined, and then his, his stuff too, his stuff and my stuff. If that person makes 60K a year, so if we do the math on that, $6,000 times 12, you would automatically have a deficit. Uh, if you do six times 12, because that's not 60 grand, that's over 60 grand. So he was just saying that he's kind of getting tired of um, a lot of people bragging about these salaries because they're really not able to do as much as, as what they're saying. And he doesn't get why they're being ashamed to say that they can't, because if you break it down the same way that he just did, logically I couldn't. It's not that I don't want to provide for you. And then, you know, I talked about the traditional versus the millennial. And like he said, of course, the way that his forefathers or the men in his family, yes, they were able to do that because of what the cost of living and stuff was back then. But he said, realistically, in today's society, it may be a little harder for your average man to do it. And he also was even saying that the guys who everybody's always bragging about six figures, so I make 100K. And like he said, even those people, you're really not even able to do it with that because even 100K isn't a lot of money these yeah. days. So like he said, he was just cutting people. He said only a small percentage of men that he said, and he kind of mentioned his friends who he considers high earners. And like he said, 
he does, he's not in their business, but based on things that they have said, the ones that are in uh, relationships or committed relationships, living under a household that they do pay maybe like 60%, 70% of the bills, but he knows that that other 30 that the woman is contributing because he knows that they, they, they can't they can't do it. But he said they still make up for it in, in, in other ways, meaning like, he knows that they take their woman on trips. He knows that they're going to make sure that their hair and nails are done. Um, you know, just the, the, the little things that he feels for you to keep up your woman or try to um, contribute to, to happiness, you know, to help with, with her maintenance because he also threw in something that he was taught from a traditional standpoint from, again, OGs or other people that he was influenced by told him, like, when you are with a woman and you want her to look a certain way that you need to contribute to that, her aesthetics, whether it's her nails, her feet, her hair. So we kind of got a little bit. He, Yeah, I really understood everything that he was saying. However, um, other people just are not responding that way. It's just automatically, no, we're splitting. They're not giving us any type of breakdown and it and it's Correct. just it and just, i think they are ashamed they yes are ashamed. they are embarrassed and i was exactly what i was getting at and it's like there's no reason to be ashamed and embarrassed but what i need you to do is be realistic with yourself and be honest with your partner as well because a lot of the times women are very understanding Right? We're very understanding, but it's like, you know what, don't come off as this facade as you're one way, and then when it's time to get down to the nitty and gritty and discuss these things, you're closed off, you don't say this, you don't say that, and you're not being honest. And it's just like, be real with yourself, and be real with your individual, and be like, hey, let's break it down, I don't have an answer for you right now, let's do some math, let's see how best we can help in different areas. And that's it. Um, Correct. Or even one of the subjects that I had asked, I swear I got three different responses and I was a little bit confused. And mind you, this is somebody who is early 30s. And I was a little bit confused because I was thinking, are you trying to give the answer that you think I want? Are you trying to give an answer that you really feel is the truth? But it, it, what, what stood out to me is he kept second guessing his answer. And what I thought was a little bit confusing because I expected more from him and only because I know that he comes from a two-parent household and what I do know about him factually is that he does come from a 50-50 um, background. And um, even though he comes from a two-parent household, um, I do know that his mother is, is, is the bread earner, meaning the higher earner. And although the father definitely works, um, yeah, so, I mean, it would be a no-brainer that it's a 50-50 um, um, as far as, like, so I just felt like, if anything, if that's the environment that you grew in, and let's just say if you had to play the role of your father, why would you be ashamed of that? That's that's what, what confused me. I didn't get why he was trying to, you know, maybe, like, overcompensate or act like he was really could be capable of paying for bills but one of the responses, I guess, which was supposed to be his final response is that, no, I will, I will not be, would not pay all of the bills, but I would pay the most critical ones, such as, like, the mortgage, and I think he mentioned maybe lights, like utilities, and I think 
car insurance. Um, and then even then, I, 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 I wasn't really sure about that response. Um, it, it just didn't seem um, maybe realistic. And I think what it is, again, like what Woody Empress was just talking about, it's a shame, or just like the gentleman that I had the conversation with said that he doesn't understand what is so bad about saying that, but what he says he thinks is it's, it's the pressures from society. Like, you see everybody talking about I make six figures and this, that, and the other, so you feel like, and he's like, it's okay if you don't. Because, like he said, you know, if we're really being with each other for who the person is, like, that's the whole reason why you just have the mindset that we're going to come together and see what we can do if somebody doesn't. Like, and like Woody Empress said, I want to piggyback off that too. I don't really feel like women are singling men out who are not high earners. Because if that was the case, you guys wouldn't be able to have that narrative that you have that we deal with so many brokies. And um, anybody listening to this from my past, um, I'm just going to say this. It is not messy. It is not disrespectful. It is facts. Um, at least I would say 80% of the guys that I have dated or even been married to, I have made more money than them. I have. I have. So that goes to show I've proven that I would um, date somebody that isn't a high earner because I really accepted them them for them. Um, yeah. And the guys that, that I did know that, you know, that were high earners, I never made it to that level with them to say what they would have done. But one of the men that I have dated in my past that I do know factually is a high earner, a six-figure high earner. When I asked him, would he be paying all the, all of, all of the bills, all of the bills? And so then he um, made like a smart remark, like, "What? Like, uh, me pay all the bills? No, 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 no." He was like, "Yeah, maybe." He was like, and then I was like, "Well, are you gonna go 50-50? He was like, "50-50." I don't even know about that, but kept sending the emojis. And I'm like, be serious. And then he really never said anything else after that. So I um, also know him personally. And he's just somebody that has had his pockets bled before um, by a past relationship. So he's just shutting down financially. Um, I think that's where that comes from. Um, yeah. And then also, remember I told you I sent somebody... A response and they didn't get back to me they actually ended up getting back to me two days later um oh. best friend and, and he said that he actually was honest he said um i believe the man is supposed to pay all the bills but a lot but sometimes we just can't that was it and that's fair enough it is fair because that, it goes that... to show he has the traditional value system in his head but again back to what the other gentlemen that I used from my side that I liked his response. And mind you, since she was given context about people's ages, this gentleman is late 30s, uh, 38. Yeah, that said what he said. The person that I liked his response the most, how he broke it down. And it's like, I really love anybody that um, tells you their standpoint and then has evidence to support their claim. Yeah. Correct. And there were no flaws in his argument at all. I can honestly say that. So I think this gentleman gave the same response but didn't know how to articulate or logically. He basically was kind of in alignment. And this gentleman that responded that way and said, yes, men are supposed to, but, you know, sometimes they just can't. 
he is actually somebody that is early 40s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and listen, you know, and I do feel that, you know, to kind of circle back to the whole millennial marriage, you know, versus the traditional marriage, I do feel like a lot of these men who aren't truthful with themselves and their earnings and their lifestyles and their debt and all these other type of things that they get a kick. They get such a kick out of meeting these hyper-independent women because these hyper-independent women, um, no, 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 I got it. No, 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 we can split this. No, 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 we can split that, right? So it's like it it allows them to have all the benefits of the relationship and even maybe the marriage, right? But still having that, that selfish bone in them where they're giving the bare minimum or they're, you know, not even at the bare minimum, but they're giving less than, right? Because they, they latch on to these hyper-independent women that, you know, female, I can do anything a man can do. And then it's like, I'm going to lower my standards so I can meet him where he's at and we can be equals. Yeah, we're not all equals. We're, we're not all equals. We're not. Um, and it's been proven time and time again that no, men and women are not equal. Right, so whoever likes it, likes it, whoever don't, don't, but these are the facts, right? And and again, men prey on hyper-independent women because it requires them to do less than, or they prey on women uh, that might have had traumas and are overcompensating, and then they, they label that as a millennial marriage because like, hey, we're both doing our part. No, you're not. Y- y'all not doing y'all, y'all both not doing y'all parts because let's be perfectly honest there are going to be certain areas where people are lacking and people refuse to do the work because hey these millennial marriages are all for showing face versus a lot of the times in these traditional marriages you're not going to come across certain issues and people are actually going to stick it out and work a lot harder at it I remember you previously stating that just a few moments ago in regards to how you felt the millennial marriages and the traditionals like how people pay or, or work at it and even in regards to some of like the outside influences you know so i'm gonna need you to elaborate on that a little more for me sure before i do that i also would like to um just add add some more like put a little bit more spice on what you were just talking about about the millennial marriage and the financial piece um this is another thing that it just came off the top of my dome literally while you were talking um and saying how millennial um how men in millennial marriages and or long-term committed relationships are approaching the financial aspect of relationships. Think about something from the entire, again, this is a spoiler alert, so if you haven't watched it, too bad. Um, With the ultimatum, I don't know if you noticed, but there was definitely a trend about those brothers who were all under 30, majority of them, saying, that they did not want to get married because they felt like they didn't have the proper financial numbers or stability to supposedly carry um, a family on their back. And they were using that. But I don't know if you have paid attention to that. Think about it. When Randall was saying that, Shanique kept saying, like, I don't need your money. And then remember when I did the research and saw that she was a high-earning woman, owns mm-hmm. her own business, makes over six figures off that business, um, she does have a college degree, but didn't do anything, you know, in relation to going to college, just kind of took a chance and started her own business. And it's thriving right there in Austin, Texas. So it's just kind of like, of course, in the end, 
um, you know, they did end up getting getting engaged and they still are, are together. I don't think they've tied the knot yet. But it's just kind of like, yeah, she kept still letting Kim know she didn't care about that. So it's like if a woman is dead looking you in your face and saying she doesn't care about that, why are you still using that as an excuse? Or if that was your excuse, what have you done to work harder to maintain, I guess, a high a higher earning so that you can be in alignment with her because it sounds like ego is into play with um men who are in millennial marriages or long-term relationships yeah why couldn't you just offer that why didn't you want to compromise it just had to be no i'm not ready because i have to have this when the reality is is you're never going to be ready um i think somebody was actually giving them some advice at the table one of the parents they said just like with kids you can never be ready to be a parent, just like you're never going to be ready to be somebody's spouse. It's just, it's it's like, you know, you can't say, oh, if I get a certain amount of money, I get this or that. So, yes. Um, again, I just wanted to add that to where I, I feel like they fall short is using uh, finances as a crutch to delay um, commitment or the relationship advancing. Um, yes. So um, next, I guess we're going to get into, I guess, just the comparison, the general question. I know we broke down the financial piece. So now I guess we can um, bring down the, the morale and the value systems of traditional marriages versus um, millennial marriages. And I feel that um, for traditional marriages, I feel like there, were, there have always been strict value systems. You know, it's, it's stuff from the old school. Um, their structure. They have minimal... Um, output from outsiders. If you ever pay attention to any of the people from the old school, you know the thing, keep people out your business. What's, what happens in your home stays in your home. Those are all the sayings that people had back then. Um, I also feel like a lot of those people were raised to not only actively participate um, in the family life, but also to embrace it. Like your family comes first. Now, did those men in traditional marriages back then make mistakes in their marriages? Yes, they did. But I'm going to tell you the key thing that a lot of those people um, would say is, I'm not about to lose my family. Or um, let's take, again, we're not going to talk about the slap, but we can even take him right now, um, which is an old school man um, with a traditional, I guess, marriage, um, would be like somebody like Will Smith. That's his family. That's his family. I don't care what she has done to him or anything like that. He still has that value system where it's that's his family. He's always going to embrace that aspect of Jada. That's my family. This is somebody that I've been with for basically like 20 years. I spent two decades of my life. So she's going to be in the forefront of everything that I do. You know, so, um, yeah, um, also another thing I want to say about traditional marriages and long-term relationships is that the roles are automatically assumed, meaning that, hey, it's going to be a no-brainer that the man is going to provide. It is just a no-brainer. Um, or the woman just kind of falls in line and, and does some of the things she's supposed to do, you know, as far as maybe cooking and and, 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 may, and maybe cleaning. Not not saying that they were supposed to be slaves or anything like that no, nothing like that just saying like we just we just automatically assume our roles and we're just looking at the family dynamic and one hand is going to wash the other you know um a lot of traditional relationships don't usually argue about who didn't do enough of something 
I find that to be something more of a millennial marriage. And I can attest to that because I've lived in, in a millennial marriage where, yeah, there were fights about who was going to do that. Yeah, yeah, you don't take the baby enough or we're going to do this. So it seemed like the traditional people, they just automatically assumed their positions, you know, like this is the way it's supposed to be. And no one was trying to bend the rules or create some whole new way of, of doing things. They were basically aligned in traditional uh, marriages um, and long-term relationships. Now, for me, um, there's going to be slander coming in three, two, one for millennial marriages and long-term relationships. First of all, they're built off of weak-ass fucking foundations, okay? And they are highly influenced by societal views and pressures, okay? Um, they're super more prone to infiltration because it's never keep somebody out your business. It's I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks. Like, yeah, I, I may have cheated or whatever. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. This this between me and her. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all think or none of y'all opinions or whatever. Yeah, yes, a lot of I don't care. I, I don't care. Um, a lot of a lot of show and face too. Yes, a lot of yes, and a lot of yes, and a lot of um 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 pretending. I feel like in a traditional situation, you you no one was pretending. I'm gonna give you um you guys an example. If you've ever sat there and you've watched um the show on Oprah's network called Black Love, and you look at some of those couples that you've seen throughout the years that are so happy, and when they tell their stories when they get on that show about they went through this. Um, um, whether it was financial woes, whether it was infidelity. And people be like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were going through that because that's the point, my nigga. That's the point. You wasn't it's supposed to know. You wasn't supposed to know. You wasn't supposed to know. That's why. That's why. You wasn't supposed to know. They handled their business in their home, and they did not allow people to infiltrate on a, in a public platform or having people in their business. Everybody got an opinion yeah, exactly. no. It because did. you quit, what you see on Instagram is them little reels. Oh, my man lost his job, but I held him down. I did this. Why are you I even saying that? that? Why, why is that anybody's business? Why, why are you advertising that someone lost their job? Yeah, why are you saying that? Why? Yeah, why are you, you even discussing? That? Oh, that's another thing. Oh, that's another thing. Why? Yo, sis, that's another thing. Everybody's always talking about, my man makes six figures. My man, why are you discussing your man's income? Traditional relationships and uh, long-term relationships and marriages, they did not do that. Why are you telling the business? Why is it? Why are you even talking about what your man make? Why are you talking about what kind of um, car your man drive? Why is there, matter of fact, it's a competitive energy and spirit in millennial marriages, okay? Like, I feel like I need to have, like, a church right now. Like, I'm, I'm up here, I'm preaching. I am preaching, okay? There is a lack of privacy and discernment in millennial marriages and long-term relationships. Matter of fact, they're disposable. They're disposable. Everyone feels like, you know what, because what you won't do, the next person will, and this, that, and the other. Uh, that that's don't what nobody, it is. Don't nobody wanna don't nobody wanna get dirty. Everybody wants to reap the benefits of said marriage, of said long term relationship, but nobody is willing to do the work. No. Everybody wants to play every role, and it's like you can't play every role. Play the role that you're best at. Why are you trying to dip into in and out the field? Like if you if you a rapper, rap. You're not the engineer. Let the engineer handle that. Period. See, you see, you're, see, you're piggybacking off of what I just said, that the roles were automatically assumed. This one, everybody doing too much. Matter of fact, everybody being too mixy 
and the millennial millennial marriages and um uh, uh long term relationships they feel like oh we got a stunner we're gonna go on a couple's trip and we're gonna do this and then they're gonna be a couple that's gonna get into an argument and gonna be arguing in front of the other couples the all oh, the traditional people did not do that. They probably didn't even want to no. fuck with y'all. They didn't even want to go on a trip with y'all. First of all, they, they ain't even had no fucking friends like that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, my mother ain't got no friends, no married friends like that. Uh, and she's been with my stepfather for damn near 20 years. Yeah. They wasn't trying to do double, yeah, let's do double dates and let's do this. Yeah. No. 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 They nope. tried to do that. And then you know what happens? You know, you know what happens with the millennial things? All they do... The never couples just coming together to say, hey, let's all have a night out or a weekend away from the kids and let's just be free. Somebody always got to have an update. Somebody got to be competing. Yeah, because yeah, cause her man did this for her for her birthday, but he didn't do this for me. It's a lot. Like I said, it's driven off of competition, bro. It is, it's so much competition going on. Like, it's, it's annoying to me. Um, I also feel like millennial marriages and long-term relationships lack accountability. They do. Nobody wants to be accountable. There is so much finger pointing. And when I say that there's so much finger pointing, I feel like I could speak on this, okay? I am a person that had a, a public and messy messy split from, from my ex, you know, and the marriage and the marriage ended. But one thing I have I've never did, and anybody who was a faithful listener of this podcast, I have never controlled the narrative to spin it that it was all him. I have taken accountability for where I fell short in that marriage and what I contributed to staying in a situation for too long or not leaving at the first sign of disrespect. Yeah, I have taken accountability. These new people, it's all about victimization. He did this to me and he should have never did it. Like, let's look at um, Erica Mena, for instance. Uh, she's a, a millennial marriage or that has happened in today's time. And look at her. Every time she had an issue and Safari did something to her, she goes on live and cries to everybody else. Why are you doing that, sis? Nobody asked you. We did not ask you for that. She wants to be the victim. Everybody wants to feel bad for her. I ain't going to lie. She even got me in there feeling bad one time, seeing a little crusty tears. I felt bad for her, too. But it's just kind of like she's she lacks accountability, too, because before she got in that marriage with Safari, she did not come healed. She did not come healed. She did not come healed. So she needs to take accountability. She did not come healed. And also, and Safari needs to be accountable, that he really went into that marriage all about aesthetics. And because it was a rebound, and it was a rebound from Nikki, because you saw that she had went and got married and did her thing. Because he really never got over Nikki. I don't care what nobody says. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. That was just an example of what I'm talking about. Lacking accountability. He lacks accountability. He knows that he has done some really nasty things to his wife. And... Every episode, those clips that they used to air, air, like when he was out partying while the newborn baby was sick, you know, born prematurely in a hospital, he really justified that. How could you justify that? Again, that my, proves my point. A lack of accountability. You will not just say that, you know what, I was wrong and I shouldn't have did that. It's more so, I was there because Erica did A, B, C, and D. You, he just will not just say, I was dead out and flat out wrong. And also, um, to conclude, I guess my other um, uh, opinion and perspective or view that I have on millennial marriages, they have no true guidance. They really don't. There really isn't people. Now, I can honestly say that when I was married, I had some people that I could go to for advice that had that had been married. Unfortunately, um, 
I was trying to have a traditional marriage with somebody that was all about the millennial marriage way. Um, so I was kind of a lost cause when you think about it. But at least I had somebody to go to. But that individual, they didn't have anyone to go to to give him an example about marriage. Yeah, who do they get to go to? Because it's kind of like, yeah, they don't really have examples or anyone telling them right for wrong. Or another thing in millennial marriages, you got way too many co-signatures to poor behavior. I know I'm using your line, Woody. You will have, and I know you can even attest to this, Family members will watch a man do you dead wrong and still be okay with that. They will not, and, it's, and they think that, like you call it, what do you say, a false sense of loyalty? Yeah, they'll sit there and think that because they speak on it, they're being disloyal to the family member. But no, you're not. You're, you're, you're teaching them. You're holding them accountable. That has nothing to do with loyalty at all. No, you need to guide. You need right to guide right these people. And wrong is wrong. Period. Yes, and again, it's that same mentality. Like I was just saying, uh, probably about ten to twelve minutes ago, that it's it's the it's it's so much turn the cheek to 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 fuck shit. Oh, oh, I'm mind I'm minding my business. See, when you're seeing a um a family being torn apart, everybody want to mind their business or mind their business when you need to correct the maybe the person that is doing the wrongdoing. But when the show gets messy and nasty, don't nobody want to mind their business. Everybody want a front seat to it, which I think is very interesting in comparison to a traditional marriage because people ain't going to allow that. One thing I could say, even my Nana's been saying this forever. She thinks that we are, she says that us millennial people, she is totally disgusted by us, especially when it comes to stuff like infidelity. Because like she said, back back in the day, if you had Sister Nadine down there in the church and you found out that Sister Carol was creeping with her husband, they was all going to um, check um, Sister Carol. None of them was going to turn. They was going to expose her ass and let her know that she was wrong. And it was going to expose the husband too. Like, y'all know that y'all are doing wrong. Y'all not going to continue to do this behind somebody's back. Y'all new millennials? Oh, that ain't none of my business. I ain't saying nothing. Oh, that ain't none of my business. No, you need to speak up because it's wrong. Why are you guys contributing to the demise and the division and, and the deterioration of the black family, I don't get it. And again, I'm not trying to get all pro-black or super preachy. I know I made the joke about me preaching, but it's the truth, bro. We have way too many broken families, and people really sit back and let that shit ride like it's okay. I know that shit happens all the time. Oh, everybody getting cheated on this. That mindset is why we are where we are today. Like... Oh, hey, and what's the other one that people say? Oh, she'll be all right. Oh, yeah, he'll be all right. Like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's no empathy at all for when anybody's going through something. As long as, oh, as long as it ain't me, yeah. Or, or the comparison, oh, at least my nigga didn't do me that dirty. Or this, that, and other. Like, it's a hot mess, sis. It is a hot mess. It, it is it is definitely a hot mess. It is. Um, it is and, it's, and again, it all reverts back to the aesthetics, right? Because, like, nobody wants to be the person that's left. Nobody wants to be the person that does the leaving. Nobody wants to even be the person that stands up and be like, hey, 
right is right, wrong is wrong. So it's like everybody wanna everybody wanna wash their hands with the situation. But don't but they watching though. But they watching. Oh yeah, but definitely. Everybody wants to step in and be like, hey, lend a, a, a helping hand, a helping ear, a, a different perspective, or you know what? Sometimes refocus that person and let them know that hey, you got your priorities fucked up, and you might want to root for your family. Yep. And, and there definitely aren't conversations about, I would say, what millennial are marriages. It's always instantly, oh, you need to get rid of him. You need to do this or you need to do that. Nobody is ever looking at the bigger picture or trying to see if there's any way that the two parties can work together to stay together. Now, I can honestly say I offer that advice to people, and this is not cap. Um, you can attest to that, our best friend, and there's other people who are close to me that are listening who have come to me with relationship walls, and I've never told them, you need to get the hell out of there. I always try to weigh both the pros and cons, and if I know that that person really loves that individual, I ask them, well, what do you think you could do to make it work? I do not instantly get on nobody's line talking about, mm, get rid of him, yeah, get him out of here, because I would like to see more black families stay together and work it out and progress so that we can once I look at, see it in real time in this millennial stage, some, some longevity here. Because right now, it's like, what we averaging out? People's lucky if they make it, if they're making it to five years these days. Maybe even two. Seriously, at the rate we're going. Like, divorces left and right. Mad pregnancy announcements and mad divorce announcements. Like, please. And most of the pregnancy announcements ain't even from people who's married. And I don't judge that at all because there's no timeline. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. But it just makes you think, like, oh, okay. We all want to create a life with each other, a child, which you can't undo. But when it comes to trying to work together and keep a relationship, everybody, mm, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. So that's just my take on millennial. And have I participated in some of, in some of the characteristics? The only thing that I can say that I, that I have, I have done um, is not, doing my homework um i think in traditional marriages and long-term relationships people did their homework you bring people around the family members really get people to fill people out um even getting to know other people's families to really see what you're signing up for doing a little bit of research on how people may be treated their children's mothers and stuff like that no i didn't do my work in that aspect i will be accountable and say that i didn't um i did bring um um, hyper independence, which was my trauma, um, um, into, into my marriage. Yes, I, I did. And a lot of, um, women in traditional, um, marriages and long-term relationships are not hyper independent. They're not. They're okay with letting the guy lead. And I've, I have struggled with that plenty of times. So yes, I have definitely participated in some of the millennial behaviors. Absolutely. Um, but I feel that me even airing this episode just goes to say that I don't want to be a part of the problem anymore. I would like to be a part of the solution. And once I do get my mind right and I do enter another relationship, I'm going to try it again. I'm not going to give up on that traditional mindset. Um, and what do you have to say to that, uh, Woody Empress? What about you? Would you think that you're going to roll with the punches and be like, oh, well, that's just how it is today and, fl and flow with that? Or are you really going to tell yourself that you believe that you are worthy and will be patient enough to experience the traditional aspect of a marriage or a long-term committed relationship. 
Um, you know what? I, I would never settle for that's just how it is because I'm not a that's just how it is person. Um, I'm very nurturing, right? I'm a very I'm, I'm a very nurturing person. Um, I do enjoy cooking, right? And I do uh, like, you know, some of the traditional roles, right? But you know what? I'm only comfortable with those traditional roles when I feel valued, when I feel that I'm being provided for and protected and that my partner uh, is going to show up for me, right? And I don't feel like our business is going to be on front street or whatever it is. So, you know, me getting that clarity and that reassurance is going to allow me to be a little bit more comfortable in said traditional roles. Definitely not a problem. Um, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be, you know, he going to pay all the bills. Of course, I'm going to pitch in, too. But, you know what it is? It allow me to operate in my most highest form. And, you know what? Provide for me. Be there for me. Talk to me. You know, show up for your family. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be the only one fighting for it. Right? So it's like, again, I know what, I, what works best for me, per se. Right? And what might work best for me doesn't always work best for other people. But it's like, hey... You know, I, I know that I, I fit better in something traditional, maybe modern, right? Not necessarily millennial and not necessarily uh, full-blown traditional, right in the middle of modern, right? But I, I can't get with that millennial behavior. I, I just can't get with it, you know, and it ain't for me. So it's like I, I'd much rather be alone versus to settle for that type of behavior. So it's like, hey, we're going to rock it out, you know? So... And that's that's really my take on it and i really want people to really understand and figure out what works best for them right not what um what works best in order for you to get married or what works best in order for you to have that vacation or end up with the three kids or whatever it is that you're aspiring to do right figure out what works best for you not works best for those selfish needs so it's like really sick. Yeah, that too. You're right. Or stop feeling like because maybe you see another couple that does do the vacation thing all the time to think that you're lacking because y'all don't go on trips. Um, I know some people that are just happy with just doing stuff locally. You, it does, And it doesn't mean that, oh, your man is broke or your man doesn't value you because he doesn't bring you somewhere. Your man also doesn't have to buy you a whole bunch of designer to, to show that he cares about you either. That's another thing. Oh, what how man by her? What this or what's that? And it's just kinda like there's no need for that either. There is no need for that. Um or if or if you and your you you and your man say that, you know what, we're not celebrating Valentine's Day. We love upon each other every other day outside of two fourteen, okay? So yeah, we're not celebrating and okay. So because you didn't post and if somebody assumes that or because maybe you didn't have the conversation. Maybe you're just having a casual casual talk with somebody like, oh, yeah, where are you and, I don't know, I'll use the name, I, I don't know, Kenny. Yeah, where are you and Kenny going? Going to Valentine's Day, oh, we ain't doing nothing. And if you really got somebody in your life that thinks that your man is lacking just because you didn't go somewhere, that's a problem, too. That's a problem, too. There's peer pressures in relationships as well. Yes, exactly. And that's another thing I feel like, yeah, the millennial struggle with, too, is, yeah, it's the the aesthetics and the image that has to be portrayed. Like, why do y'all go so hard to try to prove to somebody, like, what's going on? There is no need. There is no need. Like, I don't... Yeah, it's kind of like, even to use that example, like, once 
I said I went through the split that I went through when things happened or as I have um, shed layers of, of, of her and trauma through some of my podcast episodes and when people do reach out to me, oh, I didn't know you were going through that. Oh, was I supposed to tell people? Uh, hello, marriage is supposed to be sacred. Hello, marriage is supposed to be sacred. I, I, I was supposed to make an announcement that I was unhappy and that things weren't working or that I had to go to therapy twice. I was, I was supposed to talk about that. Oh, like that's such weirdo behavior, bro. Like exactly. people really think like you're supposed to, that's again, like I said, it's just because it's not, it's not on that traditional wavelength. It's, it's, it's a whole different wave that I'm really not trying to ride um, at all. And because I'm starting to see that there really isn't much longevity in these millennial marriages and long-term relationships. And it's proven. It is proven. It is proven. People are splitting left and right. They I mean, really by are. the time you turn around, they married to somebody else. And I bet you that next marriage is not so millennial. Correct. Yeah. Because, hey, what, what's the saying? You're going to learn today. You got to <laughs> learn. You got to learn one, one way or another. And, again, anybody listening to this um, episode, you know, um, really quick. We welcome your feedback. Yeah, we, wel- we welcome your feedback. And we ain't trying to diss or dismiss nobody that's in a millennial marriage and or long-term uh, our relationship. It's not, it's, it's just, we're just offering some perspectives, making a simple comparison. Um, and, um, you know, I'm always going to be in favor of black love period that, 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 that will never change. But I, I definitely think some people need to take a, take a step to see what they can definitely do to improve their relationships. I am no relationship expert or relationship coach by any means, but I just want to have these uncomfortable conversations. And I know for a fact that ain't no millennial couples or nobody when they're getting together, they're not talking about the stuff we're talking about right now. I know no. that they're not. No. Not at all. It's just we're going to say whatever it is that we need to say to get to the end result. Yeah, basically. Um... And we just want to end this episode, too, um, with talking about that show, The Ultimatum, and um, once it concluded, and what we kind of felt. And um, I'll just go first, since I'm already talking. And um, for all those, the, the, the couples and the, and the way that it ended, um, I think Shanique and Randall are going to be okay. I'm not really sure about his sexuality, and I'm just being all the way real. Um, I don't I don't know. Sometimes he just gives me vibes that, you know, he may be on occasion could be like attracted to men. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. It's just it's just a certain vibe that he gives off um, to me. But um, I think that he loves Shanique and Shanique loves him. And I wish them the best. Um, I'm really pissed off with Ray. Um, I really think she's in the middle of an identity crisis, and I think that a lot of people got hurt. And she is really at the center of a lot of that hurt, and the three individuals who I felt did get hurt um, the most was definitely April and Zay. And then Jake did get hurt, but I think that he already felt like he took a loss with his relationship failing with April and that Ray just came into his life to open up his eyes that April really wasn't the one for him. I think because of the time invested and because how passionate April was about him and his mother's influence is kind of what kept them together long because his mother just really looked at April like, that's a ride or die woman. Like, that's the woman that you want to keep. But sometimes a ride or die is not what speaks to somebody's soul or their inner being. 
So I don't think, yeah, I don't, that's just not what Jake wanted. That's not what's, what speaks to him. That's not what resonates with him. Um, you know, that, that, that sometimes, you know how people, they, a lot of people think because somebody loves hard or they love passionate that that's automatically a win um, in a partner, and it really isn't. No. Um, it, it isn't, if, if I could take a, a lesson from them. Um, Zay definitely needs some hardcore um, therapy from his childhood trauma. Um, he has no idea who he is, and he is struggling with that. Um, and April, I'm happy for her. I think an older guy definitely can deal with how high-strung she is and um, can probably work towards taming her a little bit because even on the reunion, she was a little bit more calm. Um, Colby and Madeline are my least favorite couple. Um, I, um, I know that they made it. They're engaged. They're having a baby. Things have escalated really fast. I know people are tired of everyone using this word. Colby is a narcissist. I don't care which way you flip it, slice it, dice it. That is a narcissist. And he, He's a narcissist. And he and preys he on her. that young lady. He preys on he, her. He, he preyed on her trauma, okay? Uh, I don't care nobody say I don't watched enough Lifetime movies with my grandmother, okay? And that motherfucker's a serial killer. I don't care <laughs> I don't care he looked like he would yoke her up in a heartbeat while she is holding their newborn daughter. I do not trust him as far as I can Yeah, he him. really does have a very evil spirit and his energy is not good. And that's why even though people thought that Alexis was crazy, but I get what Alexis kept saying. that I really don't like him and he's not a good person. And they felt like, how could she say that? She only been around him for a couple of weeks throughout the process. But I know what she's saying. And that's why everybody needs to needs to understand that when you have reached a certain maturity level and when you're aware of your surroundings and um you're not getting mixy and you take a step back and alexis was very quiet throughout the process i don't know if you made that observation she observed a lot of people and initially i think she was drawn to colby because he was aesthetically pleasing but once she got around him it was like he's really not a good person and, he, and that is the same way I feel about him. I feel the same exact way she feels. How she keeps saying he's not a good person, I don't think he's a good person either. I, I don't care. And, and that's another thing. Why people be thinking, oh, you're a good person just because, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, he done proposed to her. He's having a baby and he's going to be there. That does not make you a good person. And I'm not fooled by them pictures on Instagram. Oh, my love and my sister. Get the fuck on. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's not a good person. No. Um, and you know what? That couple, I don't forgot their name. The one where the girl don't want to have the kid. They just need to quit while they're ahead. They're wasting. They done wasted Netflix time and got them checks, and now they're wasting their own time. Just stop it, please. Head out. Just head out. Head out. Definitely, definitely head out. But Alexis and what was her guy's name? Greg. Was uh, it? was it Nate? Nate. Was it Nate? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't get me to lie. But yeah, um. I think they're gonna do well. I like how emotional he got about her. Um, and you know, nothing, nothing. Ain't nobody else gonna love that face besides her mother. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I know we're not. We, you know, you're not supposed to really choose a partner based off aesthetics alone. But yeah, that face definitely is something only a mama could love, and that's how you know he really loved her. That he's Bad. dedicated to that face, and he's been with that face for two years. Yeah, and him pressuring her to live with him. He want to wake up to that 
botched oh, plastic oh. surgery. Yeah, he, he, he in it for the long call, definitely. Oh, yeah, he is, he is. He, he, is. he, he still see her old face, yeah. That it's, I was just getting ready to say that. He still see her old face, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, it would be really great. I know I waste my breath saying this all the time. If we could have a man who is willing to give their perspective um, I'll find, you know, I'll be trying to find you some, and I think I got one for you, but I don't, uh, Yeah, it may not be giving what it's supposed to, no, so. <laughs> I mean, but there, if there are any men out there that want to chime in or maybe move this, this conversation to our next Instagram live, please feel welcome. Feel welcome to reach out. Let's set something up, a time, whatever it is, if we can, you know. Really yeah, because it. we just don't want to always make everything that the narrative has to be from a female perspective. I really would like to, kind of like how when we reached out to these gentlemen to, to have them answer that question, how you had the gentleman that gave you the response that made you say, mm hmm And I, I got the same thing. Like, sometimes I be wanting more of that, and I hate it how those things happen like off air that we have no control of. I'd be like, why can't I have real conversation like that? Like on an episode. And of course I can't illegally record someone in their responses, but it's like, damn, but a lot of men just, it seems like the only men that like uh, a podcast in these days are the ones that like to say shit for shock value and go viral. Annoying. Like no one else wants to just legit, just have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that there will be somebody at the, the and the whole purpose is I just gotta do a little bit more networking. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes. And 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 anything I'm worth worth having is gonna take time. Period. That is all. Yes, but I thank you so much, um, best friend, witty empress, for um having this topic. You gave we we definitely are stopping at the one hour. Uh, Mark and there, there's so so many different perspectives um, to 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 offer. I th I think the audience and um, yeah, you work for this. I appreciate you. I truly do. Yes. Well, until next time, I'm wishing everyone um, peace, love, and prosperity. All right. And we are out.